So it's autumn, a time for harvest festivals and family reunions. And if you're planning on getting together with your family, you should protect yourself and them by getting an updated COVID vaccine. If you are 50 or older, you are at greater risk for hospitalization and death, especially if you have a chronic disease. So get an updated vaccine now. Need more information? Talk to a doctor. Find updated COVID vaccines at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Vince Shu. Vince, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Been a, a fan for a long time, been following. So, you know, this is definitely something off my bucket list. So excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really, really glad to hear that. And we're very excited to have you on the show today. So Vince, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born and raised and what your upbringing was like. Yeah, so I'm first generation, I guess, Chinese Taiwanese. My dad's from China, my mom's from Taiwan. And I grew up in LA, specifically the South Bay near the beach in Palos Verdes. And yeah, I've been here my whole life. I'm an ABC, but I do speak Mandarin. I did go to Chinese school every Saturday and, you know, I speak Mandarin at home. So I feel like even though I've grown up very Americanized, I think I do have really strong roots to like my, like the Chinese Taiwanese side of me. And, uh, you know, I think I can definitely play two different roles depending on who I'm with. When I'm out with my friends, you know, I like to have a good time. I, I have a very diverse group of friends. Like I think some people, they're, they really stick to just having Asian friends that have like pretty much all types of friends with different backgrounds. But then, you know, at family gatherings, I'm the one that's like, you know, pouring the tea and I'm, you know, being a respectful Chinese son, you know? So that's kind of my life. I'm a big beach guy. So I love it here in South SoCal and I play a lot of beach volleyball, but uh, yeah. And you know, I'm a lawyer, so definitely, you know, my parents are happy about that. And yeah, so I'm, I'm actually in my office right now, you know, long hours. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I'm not that familiar with like LA area, like Brian, on the other hand, he's from LA, he's from 66. So he like knows the demographics for every LA city. <laughs> but how was Ver- Palos Verdes like while you were growing up? Was like, were there a lot of Asians in Palos Verdes or was it more of like other ethnicities that were non-Asian? You know, there's a decent amount of Asians. I wouldn't say we're the predominant racial class, but it's like, it's mixed. It's it's a more affluent area for sure. It's a little bit more isolated in the suburbs, but I think you get a, a good mix. But I, I did live in the 626 in Alhambra. I actually have a condo out here that I lived there for five years while I was in law school. And being there, it's very Asian, right? It's like all Chinese, like all the great like food is there. And I... I still go there all the time. So yeah, I, I love it out there. I definitely miss 66. But, you know, I'm an LA boy at heart. So no matter what, like as long as I'm in LA and I'm close to my family, I'm close to all the good food, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brian always says how like he grew up with a, a lot of Taiwanese people too. And so for me, it was like growing up in San Francisco, on the other hand, like 
I also grew up with a lot of Asians and was like predominantly Chinese Americans. I'm also ABC. And so for me, it was like, before I went out of California, I never really knew that we were a minority, which is a really interesting thing, you know, because like a lot of people who grew up in the Midwest, like it's a different story for them. Like they come out to California or New York, they realize like, oh, there's a lot more Asians out there. But for, you know, people, I feel like for a lot of people living in California or who grew up in California, we don't realize until we get out of California that we're in a bubble and like we're actually a minority. So just something really interesting. That's very true. Yeah. I feel like have friends that have come to me and like you know they've they've expressed stories of like you know being the only asian guy in their class and stuff like yeah. that even like getting bullied for it and i'm just like it's mind-blowing to me because you know like yeah being here i've never gotten treated that way you know and like i've never even witnessed a personal like race like racist like race motivated attack or anything like that but i know it's definitely out there Oh, yeah, definitely. I could say the same as well. I think like, it is really unfortunate that a lot of people are experiencing and you know, I, I hope that I don't have to experience that as well. But same with me, I haven't experienced one as of yet. But it is a very, very scary experience. So we know that you're a lawyer. And as an Asian, like I feel like a lot of Asian parents, they always want us to become either a lawyer or a doctor, an accountant, something that's very, very stable. So just from your experience, was that something that your parents had, you know, kind of pushed you to do? Or was it something that you kind of jumped into because you wanted to do it? Yeah, you know, I think I'm really close to my parents. I'm an only child. And so I've always looked up to my dad. You know, my my parents first, when they immigrated here, and I think probably a lot of people could resonate with the story, you know, their parents start off with nothing, you know, like no money in their pockets. My parents were working as waiters and waitresses in, in Chinese restaurants. And, you know, my dad had to like build a career for himself. And now he's a physical therapist. He has his own practice, but he really started from nothing. And he got taken advantage of a lot, right? Because his English wasn't great. And he was, you know, like trying to, to assimilate here. And one thing that I guess he always wanted me to be able to do is protect his family and, you know, protect your family and be able to not get, you know, taken advantage of. And he always thought having a lawyer in a family would be able to, to help in that regard. Right. And so, you know, I think he's kind of guided me towards that direction. Actually, all the men in my dad's side of the family were all like doctors. Like they were all like in the medical field. So he kind of had those aspirations for me. But, you know, my my like science grades had <laughs> different had different plans for me. I wasn't the best at like chemistry. And I was like, oh, but I, I loved writing. I love oral arguments. I love public speaking. So it just became more of a natural route for me. And I knew I wanted to help people in a meaningful way. And I felt like, like law was definitely and is definitely a great way to do that. It, and so I'm, I'm happy I, I chose this career. It wasn't always the plan for me. Like before, I'm a very entrepreneurial guy, actually. Before I even went to law school, I started a couple businesses. My first ever business was like I was a, a, like a promoter for bars, for like college themed bars. Because, you yeah. know, you always think of like promoters for like nightclubs, right? Right. But I was a guy that like, you wanted to come to like Sharky's or like Cabo Cantina, like those type of bars on like a Thursday night. Like I got you. Like I, I got like, you know, I hired the DJs. I had like all the bottles and everything. And I would manage like sub promoters that would like promote the night. I did that first until it got like, you know, kind of, kind of tiring. Cause you're, you're just partying all the time and people want to take shots with you. And you know, you're the guy and you have to be on all the time. And then after that, I actually started a hot sauce business. 
And that I actually started with my ex. And well, we probably will get into it a little bit later. But yeah, when I was on the, the reality show, I talked about my ex for nine years. And that was my high school sweetheart. And I actually started a hot sauce business with her. It's called Lot Sauce. A lot of you guys might know. It's like the OG now because there's all these new chili oil sauces. I don't know. Have you yeah. heard? Like I see it pop up all the time on Instagram. Like, damn, there's so many people there's that so are like kind of knocking us off now. <laughs> yeah. do- we were like the OG. Like, well, besides Laogama, like Laogama is obviously OG, OG. Oh, like, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Talking about. Like pay respects for Laogama. They paved the way. But, you know, we, we came from a different route, right? We were like, okay, let's provide a chili oil sauce. that's kind of like Laogama, but like, you know, a little bit more high end, you know, healthier ingredients. And now there's like vegan flavors and all that. And so we, we, I did that with my ex. And then I actually started law school while I was still working on that business because I thought, okay, my original plan was my, my ex at the time would be able to work on the business full time. And she would be dedicated to that because eventually, you know, if we get married and we have children, all that, she could stay at home, take care of the kids and just, you know, be pushing out hot sauce and we'd be okay. And I could be, you know, at my lawyer job and, you know, like be able to bring in some stability there. You know, we were thinking long-term and that was kind of the plan, but, you know, obviously the universe had different cards for us and we ended up breaking up. She still works on the hot sauce. And now I'm just a lawyer slash reality TV star now. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, I'm so sorry to hear about the breakup, but, you know, I think that it is, you know, just really inspiring to hear how much you've, you know, had experience and how much you've grown and how much you've gone through and how it kind of led to the one that got away. And I do want to know, you know, how this all happened, you know, for anyone who doesn't know the one that got away, Vince was casted as a lead along with Casey Ma on the reality dating show, the one that got away, which is on Prime Video and Amazon Freebie that just came out. So I believe this is like the first time that an Asian male and female have been casted as leads on an American reality dating show, being in the bachelor slash bachelorette role instead of a suitor. So this is like amazing. I mean, this is like monumental. And I feel like it's just so important to show that Asian representation. And I do want to know, you know, how this all happened, what that experience was like. And I'm, it's, it's unfortunate to hear that, like, it didn't work out with your girlfriend, with your ex-girlfriend. So I'm so sorry about that. But how did this all like kind of catapult and lead into you being casted into the one that got away? Yeah. So, you know, being in a nine-year relationship, I never had any aspirations to want to go on a reality TV dating show. I was actually, I'm, you know, at the time I was relatively new to dating, right? Because when you're in such a long-term relationship, you don't have experience. So I was just, I was on the apps. I was on the apps like everyone else. And I downloaded Bumble and I was just swiping. And then all of a sudden a casting producer matched with me and she reached out and she said, you know, like, like if I ever considered doing a reality TV show and she told me the premise the one that got away, she's like, yeah, you'd be meeting people from your past, not necessarily your exes, but like misconnections, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's so like intriguing because I've been in a relationship for so long. I have so many misconnections. So many like, what ifs, like, what if I wasn't in a relationship? Maybe I could have dated this girl, that girl, you know, I could explore that. And so this gave me an opportunity to basically have somebody coordinate all these girls from my past to come and date me. And I was like, why 
why would I not do that? Like, that sounds fun. Like I'm on, I'm on Bumble. Like this sounds way better than Bumble. So I, I was like, sure. But you know, the odds at that point, I was like, oh, where are the chances? But you know, we, we went through like multiple rounds of interviews. It took like a few months before, after like the live audition where they were like, yeah, we want you. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? And I remember when I got cast for the show and we were like quarantining right before filming, we were quarantining for like a week. One of the producers came into my hotel room and he sat me down. He's like, it's like, Vince, like, do you know, like what this means? Do you know what, what, what you're actually like, going to do? Cause he was actually one of the producers for the bachelor before. And he said, Vince, like you are about to be the first Asian bachelor in history. And the way he said it to me, I was just so like taken aback because I'm, I'm not that I've watched reality TV. I've watched, you know, like love, like some of the Netflix ones and stuff. But I don't, I'm not like that tuned in. And he really made me realize how like groundbreaking like me being on the show was. Because yeah, you don't really see Asian guys on reality dating shows. Like just in general, like in society, Asian guys are like looked at as like, like I guess inferior, right? Like I, I saw a statistic that said like out of all the dating apps, like in terms of like, like desirability, I think Asian guys rank the lowest out of all men, right? And so in, you in, in I guess like America in our society like people don't really look at us as desirable and so me being in this position where I'm the one that is being pursued by these women it's pretty groundbreaking I guess you don't really see that so I was like wow that is pretty crazy like that's pretty cool like I feel like maybe I'm just so Americanized at that point I was like I didn't really think much of it but the more that he explained to me he was like yeah like you realize there's never been an Asian bachelor you know on the bachelor show it's all been like white guys they recently had like a black guy and I was like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, this is the first time. And so, you know, you see me on this show and, you know, it's not like I just date Asian girls either. It's like, I date like the rainbow. Like they literally bring in, you know, someone like a black girl, a white girl, like, you know, a mix of like, there's like all these different women from different backgrounds that are coming through the portal to, you know, get their shot at dating me, which is like mind blowing that they would even sign up for that because, you know, they have to. They have to take time off of work. They have to quarantine for like a week. And like, there were some people who didn't even make it on the show that were quarantining for like a whole month that were just like waiting to, to come on. And then they didn't even make it on. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's crazy. I mean, I think what makes this show so special is like, the whole, you know, being it's your bachelor or, or bachelorette, you know, you and Casey, but not suitors. And I think that's so important to know is because like, there are a lot of other, you know, dating reality TV shows out there that have Asians, right? But they're oftentimes the suitor. And they're oftentimes the first to actually go home, right? And then also like, there's a lot of other reality dating shows that have all Asians, like all the people in the show are Asians. But what makes the one that got away so special is that not everyone on the show are Asians. And so that just exemplifies, you know, that it's so important to, to have Asian representation on screen with other people who are non-Asians. And that just, you know, goes to show that we can do the same things that non-Asians can do. Like we're able to step up to the plate. We're able to actually be casted in these lead roles, not only because it's filling like a diversity quota, but because like we're actually qualified to be that lead role, we're actually, you know, be we're actually able to do the job right. And so that's really important to know. Oh, absolutely. I actually think like Asians in general, I feel like we are really up on the come up right now. Like people are starting to realize like, like it's not just that we're able to like do 
the same as some of the others, but I feel like we do a lot even better. Like there's just, you know, there like people are realizing like, you know, the there's just certain qualities and values that Asian people have that really make us such great partners. And you know, I think me and me and Casey on the show, like there's six leads total and me and her are two of them. Like you see our love story and the way that we conduct ourselves. And I think like people are really like opening their eyes, like, wow, like, like they're, they're so like, you know, like likable, they're very, you know, desirable and they are, are truly trying to find love. Like they have no ulterior motive. Like they're the most like genuine people, you know, I, and I feel like that's really the case. Like I think Asians in general, like you see, you know, in terms of the way we handle all our romantic relationships, right? Like divorce rates are probably at the all time low for Asians in general. And we're just very like romantic and compassionate lovers too. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, when I look at Asian couples and their relationships, like, it's just like, it's different. It's different. And I think people are starting to realize that, you know, like as they see more and more of us on TV, because there's certain, yeah. there's certain places in America where they don't even see Asian people at all. Right. Like some countries in the Midwest, like I remember I visited and there's, I was literally the only Asian person there. And so all they have to like reference is what they see on TV, right. Or like what they hear or see on social media. So finally for them to be able to see like how we actually date, how we talk to, you know, people of the opposite sex or people that we're trying to pursue, like it's so different. The type of questions we're asking, the type of answers we're providing, it's really different. And I think that's, it's so much of it stems from like a cultural perspective. I think so too. And I, I what like as Asians, I feel like we're just so caring. Like we're such caring individuals that when we're actually in relationships and we care about someone so much, we show them, you know, all these different love language and like the way that we love people is very, very nurturing. And that's like, I feel like we're seeing that a lot more because of like social media, TikTok, like you know, there's uh, there's a lot of couples who uh, are Asian and non-Asian that are together that are interracial. And so I feel like a lot of people are saying, like, don't sleep on Asians. Like the way we show our love to our significant other is so, so nurturing that, you know, we're just very, very caring people. And so I think a lot of people are seeing that nowadays. Yeah, especially if you watch my storyline, even when I watch it back, it just feels kind of like a K-drama, you know? Yeah. It's got a different vibe for sure. It doesn't really necessarily feel like American reality TV. I feel like it kind of had like a K-drama type of like, you know, tone to it, which is like very much me. And I feel like a lot of Asians can kind of relate in that sense. Yeah, definitely. So I do want to know, like, how did they find people from your past? Was it, did they have to go through like your social media and find people from like your Facebook and stuff? Or did they ask you to kind of enlist different people from your past? Like, what was that process like? Yeah, so they asked me and like my close friends for like a list of girls. I remember giving them a list of maybe like six or seven names of just like girls that I was like, oh, maybe. I mean, obviously, if I knew who wanted to date me, I would have already reached out and tried to date them. Like I was on the apps for a reason because I was like, I don't really have that many options anymore. Like, let's, you know, explore. So I didn't have much. And that was my biggest concern, too. I was like, even if you like me, if you can't find people to date me, you're not going to cast me. So I was like, oh, what are the odds? And so they ended up like yeah, digging through my Facebook and Instagram and just reaching out. I remember girls even DMing me saying like, oh, is this, is this a scam? Like what's going on? Like <laughs> you're going on a reality dating show? Like, like, you know, it just sounds so like far fetched. So yeah, I was like, I was really surprised when they actually called me. They're like, yeah, we have girls that want to date you. Like, and they're really good. And I was at that, that call got me excited. I was like, no way. I was like, that's insane. Like, you know, so I, I don't know. I, 
it, I think a lot of these girls too, like they genuinely are like, like misconnections for me. Like I literally haven't talked to some of these girls in over like 10 years. Like, you know, like, com- like how crazy is that? Like someone that you haven't talked to at all for 10 years. Now they're coming on the show. They're doing this whole crazy thing that they, you know, like you never really imagine going reality TV and dating, you know, and dating someone from your past. Like, I, I feel like it's such a crazy experience. I, I feel like that's really unique to my storyline too. Cause some of the other storylines, they'll have people that, you know, come from their past, but they're still like friends. Like they hang out or they'll see each other, you know, on, on the weekends here and there. Like these girls literally are from like, like they're not from here and they're not even like close to me that I can't even run into them at a supermarket or something. Like they're literally far away and I haven't seen them in forever. And then now they're, they're here. And yeah, I think it's just such a mind blowing experience. It's like, it's so sci-fi. It's like, it's it's like science fiction because they created this portal, which is like inspired by Rick and Morty. Right. Yeah. And the whole concept is that this portal is able to transport, you know, you're able to go back in time and these women come through. Like that's just, and to me, it's such a cool premise. It's so, it's so unique. And I think it's so real too, because, you know, what's different from this show versus like other rally dating shows is you already have some context to go out off of, right? Like I was saying before, I'm from PV, right? From Palos Verdes. And it's like a small bubble. Like it's an affluent area. It's very, it's, but people always say it's very bubbly. And and everyone that's like from PV, you kind of get along with everyone. Like if I meet somebody right. and you're like PV, I'm like, I already know we're going to be friends because it's just instant kind of click. You know, you know how you guys grew up. It's just, it's different. And so like, for example, a girl from my high school shows up and she's from PV and I just feel like we have this instant connection. So like when we, when we're talking, it doesn't even really feel like a first date, you know, like a normal first date. Right. And I was, and so like the feelings and emotions, they escalate so much faster then if you were on like say like another reality show where you're just meeting a stranger right and you're just you're just trying to get to know them like you don't you don't even know you know where they're from you know you don't even know like you know the like one thing about them so i think that's what makes this show unique because there's already some history there and so i think falling in love is maybe a little bit more realistic because when i watch the show and i feel like a lot of people can relate when you watch reality tv you're like how real is that like are they you know, right. are they faking it? You know, like, are, can you really fall in love in like five weeks, which is how long we were filming, you know? And to me, I always thought that. I was like, there's no way that's real. Like, I don't believe it. And like, I just don't feel the feelings when I'm watching them. And, right. you know, but then being in this role and having someone that you already kind of know, it's so real. And you, and I think you can tell from my face throughout the whole, whole time, not acting, like it's completely unscripted. Like this is real. You are seeing this guy fall in love with a girl on freaking international television. Like it's mind blowing, you know? And it's like, and the feelings are so raw, so real. And yeah, I just, that's why I just feel like this show is just so special that way. Just, it's so different, which is why I signed, I was like, yeah, like this premise just felt like it was right for me. Felt like the universe put me in this position and it was like fate, you know? Do you believe in fate at all? Oh yeah. I definitely believe in fate. Like the 100%. I believe that everything happens for a reason and that the universe will lead you to whatever is meant to happen for you. So 100%, I do believe in fate, but I know a lot of people don't, you know, like, I feel like what, what comes will come. Like, you know, I feel like not everyone believes in fate, but that's fine. But I do believe like whatever is meant to happen for you will happen for you. And that there is, you know, this, this, like, I don't know, you, you can just like believe that the universe will lead you to the right thing. Yeah. I, it's crazy because like I'm a lawyer, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm working 
you know, you, once you start working your your job, you know, you're just you're in a routine, right? Like I go yeah. to work, go to the gym afterwards on the weekends. I play with my dog and hang with my friends. And it's like you know, after college and you're just in working life, like it becomes very like like just formulaic and like life, yeah. you know, just it, you kind of feel like you have a handle of it and you kind of know what's going on. You you start making plans like, okay, I'm gonna date, you know, I'm gonna start you know dating and then hopefully I can get married by. Oh yeah. I have this whole thing lined up, but all of a sudden you get you get matched with someone on Bumble and that person changes your life and casts you on a reality dating show. Like, you know how crazy is that? Like you never know in life where you're headed because things like that could just happen. And that's what I've learned. Cause I was like, yeah, like my life completely changed after this reality TV experience. And not only just because I'm on TV, but because I met somebody. You right, know? right, right. That's like the most important thing to me. That's like, I actually met somebody that I had like strong feelings for, and like mm-hmm. we're still like talking, like we're still like you know have these strong feelings for each other, and they're so real. And it's you can't really compare that to anybody else, right? Because no matter what, like like we have this unique experience that we share, like right. and that really bonds you, right? Like it's like kind of like meeting, like say you 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 know you're in a relationship with your college ex or or, or your your sweetheart or something like that. You know, you you share that common experience together. It really like brings you together in that closeness that you can't really replicate with just finding someone on a dating app. Yeah, you know yeah, for sure. That serendipity. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack there, and I feel like you're right. Like when I watch reality dating t- dating shows, like it's so hard to know whether or not it's real because I always think like, oh, they're acting. You know, like they have to act that way because they have to make the show interesting. But you just admitted that. <laughs> Like everything you said and everything you felt was real. So, I mean, that just, you know, for all the listeners out there, like everything Vince did on the show was real. So it just goes to show that there are actually people on these reality dating dating shows that have real feelings and are like, you know, showing real emotions and everything like that. And I feel like there's such like, I don't know, like a mental blockage for people who, you know, reconnect with other people from their past. And I feel like it's because, oh, there's just so much similarity. Like, I feel like I grew up with them or I feel like, you know, it's a very like brotherly, sisterly kind of connection because you've gone through so much with them. Let's say like you went to the same middle school or high school or college, whatever it may be. And I feel like a lot of people don't go back to dating people from their past because they feel like they've just gone through so much with them. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I need to start a relationship with someone who is on like a clean slate, like there's no history or whatever, right? And I think that's, there's a lot of mental blockage with that. But if you do date someone who is from your past, you're right, like there is already that connection. Like you can always like, there's so much to go off of. Like, remember that one time when whoever, whoever did this or like, you know, remember that one restaurant that we always like to go to? It's like, there's already that foundation there that, you know, that connection. And so it's so easy to, you know, actually fall in love with that person. But you never know until it actually happens because we're just like working every day. We don't have the time to like reconnect with people from our past, but you actually had this opportunity to reconnect with someone from your past, which is very, very rare. So it's just really interesting to see that dynamic because I know a lot of people don't like to go back to people in their past. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there is a mental block. Like yeah. people are like, like, you know, why would I go backwards? I should be moving right. forward. Yeah. Like, you know, like Maggie, you've changed a lot over 10 years, right? I've changed so much over 10 years. Who we were in high school, we're, right. you know, light years away from that, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like 
So you can expect the same from most people. Better. So it's like you're meeting them at like, you know, a different version of themselves and hopefully a much more improved version. And so I feel like, you know, you just need to give people a chance. I think people compartmentalize and they box people in certain categories and they, you know, they just think that that's who they are and they will never change. But you'll be surprised by how much people change. Like, and if you see like me, like, like you'll see like some of the photos they show like from my past, like I look so, like I normally physically, I look like a completely different person, but like, you know, like the things I've learned, like about relationships and like how to treat women and like how to be like a better boyfriend. Like those are all things that like, you know, I, I didn't know in high school. I was so naive, but like now I feel like, you know, I would, I would date me, right? Like if I was, you know, a younger version of myself, I would look back and be like, I don't even know if I really would date that guy. Like, you know, he has, he still has a lot to learn, but you know, as we get older, we become better versions. And I think people deserve second chances, you know, and we just need to be open to that. Yeah, definitely. So we don't want to give too much away from the show because we want our listeners to actually watch the show and figure out what happens and what happens to Vince, of course. But if you could say like one thing that the audience can expect for from watching The One That Got Away, what what could you kind of give out? I think you will find... I think you'll find... There's a lot of, there's a lot of like craziness. I'm not going to lie. Like... Like there's my storyline, there's six storylines total. And I think you're going to find that all of our storylines are very different, but they're all like very real in different ways. You know, I think it, they, I think the producers did a really good job on showcasing like different personalities and how people will make choices differently. And the type of people that come for you compared to other people, you can tell, you can tell like, oh, this, I can tell this type of person, you know, like his dating, or you know, like his his dating history and stuff and like his personality based off of the people that come through the portal. Right. Cause the portal is kind of like a mirror. Like you, you kind of see a reflection of yourself based off right. of the people. Right. Cause it's like, for me, I have someone that comes from high school, from college, from law school, like, you know, different phases of my life as I'm growing up. And, but you see, like I do get, I have some amazing women that come and I, I credit my storyline and how great of a time I had to these women. And I think, you know, that's something that's unique is you, you, you see other dating shows and most of them just want to be on TV for clout. But these girls, they actually already know me, you know, and it's like, they're not applying for reality TV gigs, you know, like it, <laughs> they just got hit up in the DMs and they're like, yeah, actually I, I, I would like to date. Them. So it's like, you're getting a lot more of a genuine, I think type of, of viewing from this show. And I think you're really gonna, you're gonna really going to have your heartstrings tugged at by maybe my storyline and then you're going to get a little bit frustrated from watching some of the other storylines, but you'll also like, it's like the type of like frustration where you can't stop watching where you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, like what happens next? You know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think overall it's a really, really fun show, you know, and reality TV is just, it's always, it's always a light, you know, fun watch that I think um, if people really are a fan of reality TV shows in general, this one's definitely one to watch. It's such a unique premise. It's so fresh and you're really getting something different. Because I think a lot of other shows I've been around for a long time, it's kind of just like rinse and repeat the same type of formula. And you're kind of seeing a lot of the same stuff. But this one is really, really fresh and really new. And I think people will like it. Yeah, yeah awesome. Well, yeah, hopefully all of our listeners or most of our listeners will be able to watch it. Um, I mean, 
going into the reality dating show and being casted as a lead, this was your first time being on a reality show in general. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I no, I oh, never wow. thought about it. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, I that's know, amazing. Nothing. Like, <laughs> my Instagram was private. Like, I was a very, like, private person. Like, I wasn't really trying to, like, like be known or anything like that. Like, not at all. Like, I don't even, like, the fact that they found me on a dating app is, like, the only way you could probably reach out, reach out to me. It's like a needle in a haystack. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, props to you. That's, like, going on a dating show or going on a reality show in general is, like, already so much pressure and for you to to have that as your first one i mean good job to you props to you do you think like given that it has changed your life you know and like so many things have have happened for you so many good things have happened for you maybe not another dating show but do you think in the future you would go on another reality show yeah i would absolutely i think like we just need more asian representation on tv and i think we need more storylines about asians whether it's, yeah, like an Asian reality dating show or more like, a, you know, maybe like the OC or like, you know, one of those like, like Real Housewives, type, you know, one of those type of shows, but based off of like an entire Asian cast or like a predominant Asian cast and telling like, you know, showcasing Asian friendships being developed. You know, I know there's like Terrace House, right? Like, I don't know if you've watched Terrace House, which is like, like six Asian people, like Japanese people live in a house together. And then there's like little like dramatic things that happen like oh you ate like my leftovers in the fridge like oh, yeah. you know, those are my you know it's like those yeah. like like little small like drama dramas i feel like that's really cool like i feel like that's like kind of my right up my alley i would love to do something like that but yeah i i would i'm definitely you know interested in doing more things on tv um even just like being on this podcast is really fun. I just love talking to people. I love engaging with people and, and just like networking and meeting other Asians like yourself who are trying to raise Asian voices like this. You know, this is something that we're all doing together. It's like and it's it's awesome to just be able to share that with, you know, someone like you, Maggie. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Vince. I mean, really appreciate you being on this show. I think, yes, I agree with you. It really is important for us to tell our stories and, you know, reshape the narrative because I feel like oftentimes Asian stories are told inaccurately and it's really inspiring to see other Asians on screen and more Asians in movies and TV shows and everything like that to actually tell our stories accurately. So amazing what you're doing. I can't wait until you are on the next reality show. And so I'm just curious to know, like, did your family watch this show? And what were their thoughts on you being on this show? It was like, I'm sure it was like so random. Like our son has never been on a reality show before. This is super random. But what were their thoughts on it? Yeah, well, first of all, my parents didn't even know what reality TV was. Like, so they, you know, they were like, like, they didn't really understand what I was doing. And so it's funny because even on the show, like, like a lot of people have asked me like, oh, how come they didn't show up? Because there was like, family that show for other people and I was I told them I was like you know they didn't even really know what I was doing like they had no idea and then so my dad actually watched the show with me he <laughs> it's funny because I have Amazon Prime in my but like in like the family living room and stuff there's no like you know Amazon Prime he's like oh I'll just watch it in the bed with you I was like oh, okay <laughs> so my dad jumped out of bed and he, he we just like <laughs> watched the show together he was like Oh, uh, just let's just skip to your scenes. He just wanted to see my scenes, <laughs> so we did that. And he, but he wanted to see like the girls like talking about me, like when I'm not there, because he just thought that was really interesting. But um, 
it's funny because I actually filmed my react my dad's reaction and I, I made it a video on Instagram about it because it's just so cute. Because my dad is like a classic Asian dad, like doesn't really show much excitement or expression, you know. And like usually he's just critical. Like he's he'll be like, "Why'd you wear that shirt?" Like he'll say like, "Oh." You know, because he's like, you better wear like dark colored clothes because you'll look more slender. So he'll critique, you know, all the things I'm wearing or my hair. Like he's like, your hairstyle now is better than on the show. Like what happened? <laughs> so you, there was definitely a lot of that. But then he'd be like, oh, it's good. It's, it reflects like the real life. And that's what he said. He said, it seems very realistic. And like, like you guys are not acting. Like it feels real. And, she, and my, my, my mom, she saw a little bit. She didn't want to watch the whole thing because she's she didn't have time for it. But she was just like, oh yeah, like you guys all cast like seem like so real, like so genuine, you know, like not acting. And so she thought it was really, you know, really fun. And you know, she's heard it all from like my relatives, my aunts, my you know, they've been talking about it to her. So she feels like she already kind of watched it from hearing about it from them. But she still hasn't watched the full thing. I, I kind of want her to watch it just because I wanted to see kind of like how she reacts to like seeing me kiss another girl, you know, like make yeah. out, like you know, because they never see that. Like, I feel like it'd be funny to see her reaction. Oh, but, oh my gosh! I love. I think it's so funny how your dad was like, "Oh, why didn't you wear a darker shirt or like do your hair this way?" And like that's exactly how Asian parents are like. They'll like pick Nick Pit on like the most irrelevant things, but. I, I I know like deep down inside he's probably like oh yeah that's my son like I'm so proud to see him on there but they never say that you know <laughs> the most they'll say is like oh good job <laughs> but they'll never say like oh I'm proud of you yeah he was like it's not bad it's good it's okay <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so hilarious okay so Vince what is next for you in like the next five years like what do you expect to be able to i don't know like if there's another dating or if there's another reality show like what can our audience expect from you in the next five years well i will still be a practicing lawyer because i do love what i do and you know i want to keep helping people um you know through that i think i'll be more active on social media i'm trying to learn how to be like an influencer, you know, like being more active on Instagram and posting reels and stuff. I'm trying to learn. So just to like kind of get used to putting my life out into the public eye is, is kind of the first step where I'm at right now. I hope to be able to get to the point where I'm like doing it regularly. I feel very comfortable about sharing everything. And yeah, hopefully, you know, like seeing different opportunities for me to apply to maybe reality shows because I've never even applied. I've always, I, that show I did got reached out to. So maybe if I, you know, try to apply and reach out to people or maybe even talk to producers about some stories that I might have that I, I feel like would be fun to tell or another reality dating, you know, show idea. I know me and Casey, we've talked about it. We're like, what if we did like, you know, an Asian show like Bling Empire, but like different, you know, like we, we talked about our, our friend group. Cause like my friend group and her friend group are actually friends kind of, and you know, she moved from New Jersey here. And so like, I'm like the local that's kind of showing her around, but like our friend groups kind of like clash and there's a lot of drama just cause our personalities are so different. Like you can hey, tell like, the drama would be good. The drama would be good. <laughs> Yeah, it, it'd be really good. It's actually funny because like me and Casey, like our dynamic is just really interesting because like she's a big personality and a handful. And I'm I I'm like a person who loves to like poke and like, you know, I'm, I'm really playful and like I like to have just like fun. So it's like she gets annoyed and then like she's sometimes like too much for me and I get annoyed. So there's a lot of that. And yeah, I feel like that'd be a really funny show. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, 
Yeah. Well, can't wait to hear the the news and hopefully there will be something similar to Bling Empire from you guys. <laughs> so we're very excited to see that. So Vince, we have one last question for you. And that is if you could give one advice to, let's say, an Asian male who's trying to, you know, bring more representation for, you know, Asian male community, what would that one advice be? I think I think you already kind of see it pretty common amongst the Asian community in general, but have a side hustle, right? Like you're, you know, we're, most of us, we're kind of like focused on our career. And a lot of times we don't focus on the creative outlets that we may have. Right. And that was definitely the case for me where, you know, I was working as a lawyer so busy that I didn't really have like a creative outlet. And so I think now being able to have like, you know, something fun to do, like, you know, being on a show and now doing social media and stuff, it's really added a lot of like, like fulfillment in my life. Like I really feel like my life has like really gotten more colorful and fun. So I think, you know, just going out there and like, like just go for it. Cause obviously they reached out to me because not enough Asian men are applying for this stuff. Like, cause we don't even think about reality TV as like, Oh, I'm going to go for it because we never see people like us on it that inspire us to want to apply. So I hope if you watch my show and you watch my storyline, you'll be like, you know what? Like, why don't I try? Like, why don't I apply for a show? And you, and because we need more of more Asian guys to just you know go for it and be ballsy and like not be be like I guess not afraid of being on TV and being judged because no matter what you know if you're on TV you're gonna have the haters you're gonna have you know people that are gonna you know say stuff but whatever like who cares like don't mind them like we you know you just gotta you just gotta go for it and I think for a lot of us we kind of just need to get used to that because we're not really used to. Asians aren't used to being in the limelight. We're not used to having the spotlight and having our stories told and taking ownership over it. You know, like tell your story, like don't let anyone else do it for you. Like you're going to have to go for it. And I got lucky. Someone reached out to me and, you know, like I know that doesn't happen all the time, you know? So I, I feel like instead of waiting to get lucky and if you already know you want to do it, apply and, you know, be persistent. Cause yeah, I think a lot of times, these casting directors and stuff, you'll get a lot of inquiries, but unless you're persistent, like, you know, you can get lost in like, you know, their whole list, like be persistent and show them how you're different and be compelling. That was one thing that got me casted. They said, Vince, you're so compelling because I have a lot of stories to tell and I can tell them with conviction and passion. And, you know, that's what they want. They want good storytellers ultimately. So be passionate about your story, have some stories maybe ready that you're passionate about to tell and do it, you know? That's that's the best advice I could give. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you got to stand out, you know, and the best way to do that is to tell your story. And the thing about that is like your story is unique to yourself. Like no one can tell the same story as you because you're the only one who has gone through your unique experiences that no one else has. So you really, really got to hone in on your stories and really be able to tell that to other people. So that's really good advice. Thank you, Vince. So where can our listeners find out more about you? and? The one that got away online. So yeah, for the show, the one that got away, it's out on Amazon Prime Video. All ten episodes are already out, and it's also available on Amazon Free. So if you know you don't want to pay and you want to watch ads, I guess you can watch on Freebie. So there's that. And then for me, if you want to keep up with my life, and you know after you watch the show, you're like, oh, where's he at with the girl he left with? Blah blah blah. Just follow me on Instagram. It's at Vince Shu, last name X U. And you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, it's at Vince underscore and the same with Twitter too. But yeah, I'm going to be, you know, creating more content and so trying to be more active and 
really, you know, be engaging with my audience. So yeah, hopefully you guys find me there. Awesome. We're going to look out for all of that new content, Vince. (laughs) So we'll leave all of that in the show notes of this episode. Vince, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It was amazing having you on the podcast. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much.